You do not have to suffer silently or alone. 1212 Ministries has resources available to your church so that you can get plugged in and find community. No matter what stage of this journey you're in, we want to equip the church to come alongside of you and support you as you navigate this season. Please reach out to 1212 Ministries to learn more about how your church can get connected. Hey, what's up, everyone? Welcome to Shining Light with Nicole. I'm Nicole, and it is season three. I cannot believe it. Thank you so much for just tuning in. I truly appreciate your support. I pray that you have just been encouraged uh, just through these episodes and just reminded just to shine bright for the kingdom. So we are kicking off season three with my sweet friend, Tanisha Johnson. Uh, She's just uber talented, loves the Lord. And we are just talking about raising up the next generation. So welcome to season three. Welcome to the podcast, Tanisha. Thank you. Thank you, Nicole. I am so thankful just for the opportunity to chat with you today because Tanisha, you are such an amazing woman. You just love the Lord. You serve your church and community so well, and you have the most beautiful family and just a passion to lift up the next generation. I just admire you and respect you so much. Thank you for saying that. This has definitely been a journey, but I know I'm not finished. Yeah. And I love, I love that you said that because, you know, today we are talking about just raising up the next generation. And, you know, if you've actually seen a relay race, you know how important it is to pass on the baton to the next runner carefully and smoothly. In fact, it's just as important as having runners that can run, you know, fast. And the Bible compares our life to a race. Hebrews 12, one says, therefore, we also since we are surrounded by so great of a cloud of witnesses. Let us lay aside every weight and the sin which so easily ensnares us and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us. But I want you to know it's not just any race. It is a relay race. God is not only concerned about how we run, you know, but he cares as much about the runners after us you know, and who will take the, our baton and run the next lap. So the runners of the next generation. So Tanisha, before we jump in, I just would love to read a couple Bible verses. Okay. And then we'll chat. So Philippians 2, 4 says, everyone should look not to his own interests, but rather to the interests of others. Galatians 6, 2, carry one another's burdens. And this way you will fulfill the law of Christ. And Hebrews 6.10, for God is not unjust. He will not forget your work and the love you demonstrated for his name by serving the saints and by continuing to serve him. So, okay, Tanisha, please tell everybody about your precious family and all the things that you do. Okay, so I have two girls, commonly known as A-squared. I have Abby, who will be nine on Saturday, and then Addison, who is seven. I am married to Rance. We've been married for 12 years. I know I'm really (laughs) not that old, 
But yeah, we've been married for 12 years. It's It's been a journey, though. It really has. Um, is there anything else you want me to talk about? Oh, totally up to you. Whatever you okay, feel like okay. sharing. So um, I actually was one of those women who thought I didn't want to get married. I didn't want to have kids. And voila, I just told you I'm married with two kids. So you never know what the <laughs> Lord has in store for you. Never. Hey. So that's pretty much my little family. So sweet. And then, so what do you do? You know, so why is it important for for us to just raise up the next generation? So I feel that it's important for us to do that because we won't be around forever. I know in our minds, we think that, but we have to understand that we won't be around and we all have legacies to, to leave. And so that's something that I always think about. And I think about how I learned from my grandparents about Christ. And then I think about people, especially students, we get to serve with students at our church and it's a cool opportunity to see where everyone is. Some people are raised in the church, some people are not. And so whenever we get a chance to pour into them so that they understand that they have purpose, that Jesus loves them, that they get to understand fully who they are and you can't progress in your career or anything in life if you don't know whose you are and so that Mm -hmm. is so important to me for them to understand that they do have purpose they are not forgotten um they are loved and so these are some key things that I try to stress in teenagers that's good because I truly believe like you do such a a great job at just connecting with young people and understanding them, you know, like really just like, what is your why? Like, was it because your grandparents, you know, poured into you so much or? Like, I feel like most, I think for me, my heart for teenagers is that, you know, when we have babies get a lot of attention and then we, we move to a certain point where preteens and teenagers tend to get forgotten. A lot of times we feel like they're developed they already, you know, there are many adults, but actually that is the time where they need us the most. They're craving for guidance. They're looking for attention in the wrong places most times. And so it's a very key area that can change the whole trajectory of their lives. So I imagine thinking about you as an adult, when did you learn about Christ? And if it was later in life, think about how your life could have been had you have been able to know the Lord early on. And so those are things that I just think about. Like they don't have to have a life of hardships necessarily. They don't have to have a life to say that I used to do this and I used to do that. I know that some of our stories, but it doesn't have to be their story. Oh, yeah. So what are some practical, you know, steps that we can take to just start to pour into others? I think we need to be intentional. We need to be authentic. Um, We need to remember that we are not saviors. We're there to help people, to guide them, but we all, we already have a savior. So I think if we would just be there for people, be authentic community, um, I think that's a, a, even if it's just reaching out and saying, how can I help you? How can I assist you? I think sometimes we overthink it. Sometimes it's just being there. Sometimes you don't even have to talk. It's just being there for people. I think but being authentic and being intentional are some practical ways. I love that. And just how you touched on, you know, we don't have to be a savior because we already have one. And so there was this young lady, um, you know, love her so much, but she was for sure just having some issues at home. Mm 
you know, and it just was like a negative situation. And immediately I was like, she's going to come and live with us. Like, it's going to be okay. But no, I just needed to step in and just like be there for her. That's (laughs) That's really good. (laughs) She didn't need to, she, she didn't need all that. She just needed someone to listen to. So that, that was really great. Have you ever had a negative situation, you know, with a parent or a guardian, you know, as you were trying to step in or and mentor someone? I don't have, I would say that I've had experiences where some parents aren't receptive to the, the mentorship, but in those instances, in the years that I've been working with teens and preteens, I've learned that one, that parent still has, you know, has rights. That is their child. That is not my child. And so I don't push the envelope, but I try to partner with parents to try to get to know the parents on a different level to build a relationship with the parent. And that tends to help with them trusting you with their child. Right. So a lot of times if there are some issues, I wouldn't necessarily argue and go back and forth with the parent because that's sometimes what we think naturally to do. But ultimately, I would say get to know the parent first. And then that parent will build trust with you so that they'll allow you to mentor their child. That's good. And Tanisha, tell us really quick, because how do you continue just to move forward and help, you know, because these kids today, like they are a tough (laughs) crowd. (laughs) It can be really hard. I won't sit here and try to sugarcoat that. It can be very hard. But I think when you really know why you're doing something, it totally gives you momentum that you didn't even think you had. And like I had stated earlier, I know this is a purpose that God has given myself and my husband. And so even when we feel like throwing in the towel, God reminds us, like, no, wait, wait, you got a purpose. You know, you have, there's a reason why you're doing this. Um, it gets hard. I'm not going to lie. Like, like you said, dealing with teens, sometimes you're like, wait, <laughs> I don't want to do this anymore. I'm not cracked up for this. And then I remind myself of, that's why I have to write down why I'm doing this sometimes on the mirror in my bathroom to explain to me, to remind me, this is why you're doing this, Tanisha. It's not about you. Just like relationships. And then it says, share each other's burdens. And then this way, obey the law of Christ. And then it took it further. And three, it says, if you think you are too important to help someone, you are only fooling yourself. You are not that important. Ooh. Those that like stings, you know, like, let me yeah. put myself to the side. It's, it's not about me. So those are some good reminders. So thank you for sharing that scripture today because that was a good reminder. Yes. It's not that, you're not that important, Tanisha. <laughs> so what is your dream or prayer, you know, or wish just for the next generation? Oh, I am waiting to see a revival for the next generation, like that they care about things other than themselves, that they will love the Lord with all their heart, mind, and soul, and not just in words, but like that it will show in everything that they do. And I know it's coming. I am believing that that's coming. Um, And they're a different generation. They are not the generation of, you know, do as I say. They want to know that you are doing what you say and you're following what you believe. They are a, a generation. They're different. This is a different generation. And so I think we need to also listen to them. And when they have questions, be honest with them. So I would, if I had any parents listening, I would tell them 
tell them your story of how you found Jesus. If you're struggling in your faith, be honest with them because they're looking for that. They're not looking for a perfect parent. They're just looking for someone to be genuine, like I said earlier, and authentic with them. Mm-hmm. I know, Tanisha, I was going to say, give us a little bit more because I was, you know, I would love for you just to take a moment and just share some of your wisdom, you know, with us and just like why this should pull on our heartstrings. Um, I think this this should pull on our heartstrings because we all should care about the next generation. We may all have a different part in it, but we should all care about it because I know it sounds cliche about like our future and what that looks like, but ultimately you want them to do better than we've ever done. We want them to live a life that's full of purpose, not just saying that in their career, but we know that Jesus died for all of us, including them, whatever path they may take, whatever lies the enemy is trying to tell them. We don't want them to believe that. I have seen students change, like students that we thought that, hey, they're going down the wrong path. And to see them doing amazing things today gives me joy. It gives me hope <laughs> that that's, you know, that's a possibility for all. Um, I, my dream one day is to, I do higher education. I'm in higher education. And so I sometimes see students who are in the church who still don't know what they want to do, what their paths are. And so my dream is to be able to help students spiritually as well as academically so that they can go out and not just necessarily do things in that they can be the church where they are in their field so they can understand they can be a doctor and still love the lord they can be a teacher and still love the lord like that they understand that being the church is more than just going to a church building oh i love that so good tanisha you're so great Oh, I love you, Nicole. (laughs) I love you. You just, you are so wise, really. And, and, you know, and like I said earlier, just your heart, it's just, it's so unique and so special and not everybody has that. And you absolutely have a gift. And so just thank you for all, all that you do for the next generation. Thank you. Appreciate you so much. So Tanisha, tell everybody really quick, like how can they find you online and, and on your socials? Oh, wow. So um, on Instagram, I am natural hair mommy. The number, I mean, X2, so times two. Natural <laughs> hair mommy times two on Instagram is where you can find me. Hit me up. You can DM me. I love to talk with you. I'm very transparent, but <laughs> that's me. That's you. So I have your final two. So because this podcast is all about Matthew 516 and just letting our light shine for the Lord. And God uses our story to change the world. So how did your puzzle pieces lead you to where you are today? Oh, wow. So I used to be an urban planner before I got into higher education. And that kind of, you know, changed me a little bit. I have lived in, I'm originally from Chicago and I moved, went to college in New Orleans, went back to Chicago, moved back to New Orleans. And so I met some women at the church I was going to in New Orleans. West Point Church and Becky Smith and Denise Brister and this lady named June Maxwell really took me under their wings and nurtured me and showed me different ways of what motherhood looked like, what being a wife looked like. And I feel like it totally changed my heart for good. Mm -hmm. Um, It changed the way I looked at what that looked like because I viewed 
motherhood and being a wife as less than or the word submission just really blew me um, before I understood what that really meant. And so I really have to thank those women for helping me through that. Um, those are some, I, it was hard. I'm not going to lie. It wasn't all, you know, roses and <laughs> pretty, but I'm here. Um, also just really getting to know the Lord for myself, like getting into the word for myself, understanding what scriptures mean. And um, I actual, actually journal my prayers. That has changed the game for me to be able to write down the things that I'm praying and be able to go back and say, what, what happened? What did God do? It, it helps me build my faith. Awesome. And I think you just do an amazing job at just shining bright and not hiding your light for the kingdom. Have you always been that way? And what can you share with uh -huh. us just to encourage us? No, I have not always <laughs> been that way. I actually, that's one of my struggles is that I'm, I've always been told that I'm wise beyond my years. And I didn't understand that when I was younger. And now sometimes I'm a little, I'm getting better with it, but I used to be very timid because like Holy Spirit would guide me or give me something and I would wanted to share it, but then I would be nervous of how people would perceive me. Like, you know, they would think I'm weird or this crazy, crazy girl, you know, but I was, I'm starting to realize that no, you know, God has given you a gift and you need to be able to, to share it. And I remember, I guess I would say living a lukewarm life. And that just basically means, mm -hmm. hey, you're not living on fire for Christ. You're not, you, you love the world a little bit too much and you're trying to have a foot in both and you can't do that and serve God. So um, it took me a while to understand what that looked like for me and really understanding that Jesus died on the cross for me. He didn't have to do it. And so how dare I be ashamed to speak on his behalf, to do his work. Like I owe him everything. And so yeah. that's pretty much where a lot of that stems from for me. Beautiful. Tanisha, love you. Thank you so much. You are so welcome. I love you anytime.